Come and grab your friends. It's time for the world's first, best, and dare I say, sexiest Metabots podcast. My name's Mitch. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm a lover, not a meta fighter. Joining me today, as always, is our very own renegade, Colin. Hi, I'm Colin. I use they, them pronouns. I did not know we were having snappy one-liners, so I do not have one. I'm very sorry. And uh, joining us today is our very special guest, the ghost with the most, Esper Quinn. Ooh, it's spooky Esper. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Very fitting. It's uh, essentially a Halloween episode. Yeah. Uh, We are watching episodes six and seven tonight. Um... And, uh, yeah, I guess, like, right at the top, um, Mitch, I know we had we had talked about this, that uh, we wanted to reference that, hey, we've been watching this via RetroCrush.tv, uh, um, which was a very, very good streaming platform with a lot of, like, uh, weird, old, like, anime and just kind of, like, hard-to-find stuff. Like, they've got, like, like Harlock movies on there and, like, the original, like, Appleseed stuff and a bunch of crazy stuff. And it was really great. Until I logged in tonight to watch these episodes before we recorded and was met with uh, them changing their the way that they do premium, where before premium was a select part of their catalog, and now premium is being able to watch without ads. And I watched as many ads as I watched Metabots on Retro Crush tonight, so I really can't, I can't recommend using it anymore. It's not good. And it's like, what, five bucks a month? Five bucks uh, a month. Just... Yeah, I'm not paying $5 a month to watch uh, uh, anime from uh, the year 2001. <laughs> well, see, that's why we get that All Patreon. Which is, or the only I mean, it's going. very easily torrented is the thing, right? Yeah. It's also all on YouTube, too, which I oh, can't well, imagine right. that's legal, but, like, you know, whatever. That's what I watched the second episode on. <laughs> you guys can't advise illegal activities, but I'm a guest and you can't do anything about it. So I say <laughs> steal all the content from Digital Media Rights Group that you can, destroy the service, just just pirate mercilessly. And you know what? That's actually a really good segue into the episode, The Gimme Ghost or The Metal That Vanished in the Dark. Oh, wow. That's I, a much better title. <laughs> I disagree. I think Gimme Ghost is way better. <laughs> yeah. I would like to, yeah. I, I can't wait to find out what the, like, the traditional Japanese ghost name this creature has. Uh, but we open with a prison break. Um, there's dogs. The, there's highly animated dogs. There's the most animated, like, German shepherds I've ever seen in my fucking life here. Uh, and a bunch of cops. And the Phantom Renegade is here, uh, striking like a thief in the night. Um, so, a uh, real quick correction here. Uh, correction. Uh, this isn't a prison break. This is some dude's house. <laughs> uh, so, this man has, uh, 40-foot tall walls with, um, barbed wire, uh, spotlights, okay. uh, armed guards. They got guns. They got guns. Uh, spiky dogs. Um, and then we see, uh, super high-tech surveillance equipment and lasers and all this other stuff. Um, this guy deserves to be robbed. Like, absolutely. Is this not <laughs> normal home security? He's spending this... Yeah. No, no, no. He's if, spending this much money protecting what wealth he has. Sharpen that guillotine. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's basically, if you have that much security, you're it's a challenge, not a not a, a, a protection. You know, you're asking for uh, a, a, you know, a phantom thief to come and, and rob you of your, your rare medals. Um, or some kind of phantom renegade. And, yeah. uh, in the Japanese, his name is uh, Retort, the Phantom Thief, which originally was like Retort. Okay, so he's like a response to something once he responds to. 
people are having all this fucking money. Like, what, is, <laughs> what are they doing? Do. Yeah, go steal your shit. Yeah, that's, that yeah. is the response to it. And I love the term retort because you've never heard of a stupid retort. It's always a witty retort. So it's a great name. Yeah. Um, well, you know, he's not, we do know that he's not really, he's not redistributing wealth or anything. Um, we do know he has a day job. Uh, he says this, and he also says that he only steals metals, um, which unless, uh, this is a, this is a Kybacorp kind of situation where all rich people just invest in a children's, you know, Metabots row-battling game, uh, I don't, I don't see how he's really doing anything effective, uh, to, to eat the rich, other than, you know, he runs in, he spooks a bunch of cops, he throws a smoke bomb and runs away with a small metal coin. I mean... (laughs) That's still pretty good. Still yeah, a hero. It sounds like a cool Friday night at the very least. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not Praxis. It is fun, though. <laughs> he's, he's not a, a, an anarchist hero. He's just yeah. a gentleman thief. Yeah. Um, I will note, very strange that the, the cops and dogs don't also have like some kind of security metabots. So it's good to know that metabots are not being used to just, you know, uh, uh, kill poor people or whatever. <laughs> So I actually have a theory about this, and I was going to save this until later in the episode, because I think it could potentially break this series wide open. Oh, no, go for it. Do it now. I think Metabots, as we view it, is from a child point of view. I'm calling this the Pokedex theory, which is that (laughs) the way like people say about the Pokedex, oh, all those entries are written by little kids, right? I think little kids are the lens that we are viewing metabots through. And in the reality of this world, metabots aren't actually that big a deal. There's probably not actually someone going around stealing them. You know, it's, it's, it's a, the, the, the explosive damage that metabots do probably not actually happening, but kids think it is. And I, I back this up with some stuff that happens late in the episode. I'll come back to this theory many times, but I okay. think there's a lot of evidence for it. You scared um, me. I no. thought you were going to say they were in a coma. And I was going to get really mad and end this call. <laughs> it all takes place in the Tommy Westfall universe. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> now, here's here's my one thing. Um, I, I know you've uh, you've listened to the episodes we put out. Did you watch the episode? Did you watch the two episodes for the the episode before this that has not come out as yet of yet of recording? Absolutely right not. I, okay. Th- as a matter of fact, the only episodes of Metabots that I've watched, the first one when I was about <laughs> ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't. Wa- I didn't rewatch it or anything. And then I watched six and seven for this this podcast because I believe very strongly in MetaWatch, not yeah. so much MetaBots. Right. Okay, or Rot. The the one thing I'll say, I am really I'm open to your theory. I'm ready for it, but I do want you to keep in mind that the the episode five is a Yakuza Zero side story where a giant jacked man uses MetaBots to fight to. Uh, Yakuza gang members in order to win the rights to an alleyway to build a public park for uh, toddlers that live in a red light district. So, Well, that I do remember, <laughs> and clearly that is what the kids are telling themselves. And, okay, okay. If, if I once again can defend these these adults here, which apparently is my position on this show, we've never once heard they were Yakuza. <laughs> grown up, resident grown up. Or we never heard they were criminals. We just heard they were land developers and brothers, and they had a weird accent. Like, I think... Well, they are land developers, so they're probably criminals. Well, okay, yeah. Land development in general is criminal in itself. But, you know, 
This is they're legal criminals. Not the very hey, most. Listen, uh, hashtag land back. Uh, go go check out the most re- recent Briar Patch magazine, all about you know uh, giving land back to indigenous people and the process of that. Like very much in how in the wake of George Floyd, people were talking about like the realistic material aspects of defunding the police. Um, anyways, uh, so we immediately have a smash cut to Henry um, in the store. Who's just kind of hanging out, uh, remarking about the Phantom Thief uh, and how how important he thinks this is to figure out his uh, identity. And he gets completely shut down by Erika, who is actually talking about someone called the Gimme Ghost, who is <laughs> haunting the local woods and stealing the meta the metals out of metabots of kids who end up walking near the woods. Now, uh, uh, I I think it's beautiful that there would be a Gimme Ghost. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's funny because incidentally totally unprepared for this i was watching the retro crush streaming channel like okay i don't know if you have plex tv or whatever it's it's great it's just 24 7 they'll play the weirdest random anime that no one cares about yeah what they were playing is the first time i've i've heard of this many a time but it's the first time i've actually gotten to see it have you ever seen ghost stories the dub Yes, I have watched all of it many times. It's one of it my was, friend's it was my favorite anime. first time getting to see it. Anyone who isn't <laughs> familiar, Ghost Stories is a pretty standard monster of the week, like shonen-y anime thing. That The dub is just off the handle. Like They are clearly not caring at all about any source material. They're just doing the weirdest, dumbest gags they can possibly do. And... <sighs> The greatest thing about that dub is they not they not only like like got approval from the original studio to do that, but also the original studio like approved of all of the scripts that they wrote too. Oh God, that's incredible! <laughs> I did not know that. All right, so uh, we're starting another podcast, right? Yeah, yeah it's I mean, ghost like, story stories. Yeah, like we talk about how how much like they punch up the scripts for Metabots for the the for the English language like like localization, like. Ghost Stories is completely fucking beyond that. Like, it's, it's mystery science theater. It's, yeah. it's like just its own own little thing. All right. Like they take they take a girl side character that shows up like every other episode who is just there to like occasionally exposit. And they make her like a hardcore Baptist Christian that thinks that everyone's <laughs> possessed by the devil. It's so good. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're we're very fortunate because the two episodes here at least have some spooky element to them. Happy Halloween, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone. So it was a natural progression for me yeah. to be able to hop right into <laughs> the spooky Metabots episodes. Oh, man. I know this is going to be a good episode because we're 20 minutes in and we're like two seconds into this episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, I bitch, can stop please. it here real quick because there's a difference here. And it's a yeah, very... Please, please tell us... <laughs> It's a very important difference that proves me yeah. right and you wrong. So I wrote it down like six times. Yeah. Um, so you keep coming forward with this very baseless Henry is the uh, the Phantom Thief theory, which yeah. I, I don't see it. This proves he's not right here. Oh. Uh, so he's flipping out, reading it, and he goes, Phantom Thief, I want to be just like you. Retort, I love you. Now, how is he going to say that if he's that guy? That'd be weird. Henry's not weird. I win. That's irrefutable. No way around that. Uh, yeah, as someone who's run secret Twitter accounts before, I certainly haven't talked about how cool and great they are and how much I wish I were them on my actual Twitter account. So, like, yeah, that's probably nothing. Yeah. Um, I mean, you wouldn't be weird. 
Yeah, there's no there's no strong evidence for Henry being retort in this episode even. Now, so. now retort could still be Icky's dad. We're not sure on that yet. I I'm I'm holding out on that one might be true. Sure. I, I for the record, I am still subscribing to a theory that uh the that the the phantom renegade slash uh retort the phantom thief is a is a uh, a legacy kind of institution where there are many people fulfilling this role, and we're going to end up with a Spartacus situation, uh, probably like at the end of the first season, uh, where it's just we find out that everyone is in fact the the Phantom Renegade. Um, Fifty, sixty hours of podcast away from now. Yeah, you know um, that that does happen in Sentai quite a bit. There's in in my favorite episode or my favorite season of Sentai, Hurricaneer. There's Shurikanger, who just so happens to be able to transform into old actors who used to be in Sentai. Oh God, that's so good! That is perfect. It's such a good bit. In every episode, they 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 think, oh, it's him. It's this old guy who used to be Sentai, but it's just that guy doing a cameo. Okay. Um, Mitch, I also need to know, is it called the Gimme Ghost in the Japanese, like, like title track? Oh, absolutely not. That would be fun. We don't have fun on the show. Now, instead, I, it's the Gimme Guy. I, I am going to say that the, the dubs usually, um, I'm not going to say lack of comedy, but definitely toned down comedy. And, um, uh, how wouldn't some of the kids can get, uh, at least coming through in the sub, uh, really works for this episode. Because uh, they're not they're not cracking wise. They're just a bunch of kids being scared, making no jokes in a, a horror episode. So that's yeah, it worked well here. Uh, but that means I have uh, two pages of notes without a joke on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Arika starts to spook the shit out of Icky and talking about all the stories that she's heard about this ghost. That you know, kids will be walking through the woods. Uh, they'll start hearing this. Um, this voice, you know, telling the kids to give them their their Metabots medal uh, until eventually it disables their Metabots and takes the medal and, and, and scares them out of the woods and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, starts to chase Icky around while making spooky ghost voice. Uh, and uh, eventually they run off and do their own thing. Meanwhile, Henry gets interested at the idea that there's this ghost in the woods that is stealing people's medals. Which I guess is just him. Maybe he thinks it's the Phantom Thief. I mean, you know, it's got Phantom Ghosts. They're the same thing. Who knows? He's Um, interested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then Karen pulls up in her incredibly fabulous giant stretch pink limo. Uh, Only six seconds of screen time for this limo. (laughs) Could you imagine being the driver of this, like, seven-year-old kid in in the massive pink limo being like, I guess this is my job. I just have to take care of this kid all day and drop her to pick up her friends and stuff. It's got to be better than dealing with the parents, though, right? Yeah. That's true. (laughs) Because, like, one, we do know that Karen is a perfect, beautiful angel. Um, And, you know, it can't, like, you know, she's just, she pulls up to the 7-Eleven, she gets out, she, like, says, hey. She lets, uh, you know, Icky know that, you know, Icky immediately is like, hey, you know, I'm in love with you, I want to buy you penny candy. Um, And then Koji jumps out, (laughs) because I guess she picked Koji up on the way, because he got his medal stolen by the Gimme Ghost. And they all, they, you know, Koji's immediately like, you can't eat poor people candy from 7-Eleven. I won't let you. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Name brand candies only. 
Toblerone's gold flecked candy. He says that it's it's in the dub. I believe he says it's not worth the time for her to taste it or something like that. <laughs> or yeah, for her to like chew it or whatever. Uh. It's very good, <laughs> uh, which means it's not in the sub. He's just very yeah, possessive of, of Karen. Um, it's also categorically like untrue. Uh, those like those like penny candies at the store are the exact same candies as like any other brand. And especially if you ever go to like a super fancy candy store, I can tell you that unless it's like unless it's like chocolate, anything they're hand making or like a really really big name brand, it is one hundred percent Haribo gummies repackaged and sold for like eight dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. I know because that was part of my job when I worked at a fucking a, a gourmet like grocer. <laughs> I'm I'm you're talking to somebody who spent no joke uh, probably two hundred fifty dollars in a candy store once, uh, just a little small candy store, and uh, yeah, no, I I know I was getting ripped off, but. <sighs> Couldn't help it. Matter. No, uh, <laughs> the worst part was. Um, I left it in the car and it all melted within about an hour. Oh God! Oh, God. So I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you just melted two hundred and fifty dollars. So I took a spoon and over the course of a couple of days, I just, I, I really developed a lot of shame. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, proud of you. Listen, at least the chocolate and the gummies aren't going to mix together. Like, oh, they did. Oh, oh, ooh. I don't. Oh, I don't want to think about that. Uh, I'm getting hungry. Yeah. So, uh. Ki- Karen came here to recruit Icky to hunt down this ghost, uh, to retrieve Koji's stolen metal um, for Similadon. Um What a scoop! Yeah, Arika's. Yeah, Arika's on the case. Uh, Arika's our girl Friday. She's she's here to like get like the fucking hot hot scoop for the for her broadsheets. Um, Do you and- know? Can I, I? I'm just gonna keep popping in. Cause no, no, go for I, it. Yeah. I feel whatever. Uh, I love her so much, and mm-hmm. it's because she doesn't remind me of Misty, even though she's clearly like a thinly veiled Misty knockoff. She reminds me of the thinly veiled Misty knockoff from Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 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 definitely. I get where you're going at. Yeah, like it's, you know, I feel like Misty is kind of there to just annoy Ash, whereas Arika is here to drive the plot forward and be the only competent person that we ever meet. Yeah, Ick- exactly. Icky's the Misty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I- Icky's the boy who's here just to cause everyone trouble and to uh, wear short shorts. Yeah, Metabots looked at, at Pokemon and was like, Ash sucks we're gonna take him and brock and we're gonna combine them into one shitty person and uh this show's about this girl named Marika now and she's a she's a journalist she's out here trying to get the truth and sometimes not get the truth but sell papers that's fine you know we gotta make a living um and yeah uh it's fucking great Arika rules uh we we smash cut to kind of just like you know it's sunset it's it's you know getting dark uh, everybody's out walking into the woods to try and, uh, you know, find this ghost. Meta B starts talking about how he's going to get metaphysical on them, which <laughs> love that. Absolutely love that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pop in here. Cause the closest thing I have to a joke until, um, well, the closest thing tomorrow. I have to a joke is, uh, <laughs> so, uh, it's in the, uh, in the dub, it's, uh, Sumilodon. But if you remember, I kept giggling at the idea that uh, in the sub it is uh, uh, Smilodonad. And I just, yeah. that's very good of me. Um, I was right to giggle because they kept calling him Nadson in this episode, which 
so like i'm oh. worried about nadson i'm like you know what i'm yeah. worried too bud I'm, oh, I'm constantly worrying about Ned, son. <laughs> yeah. If I if I had a concern any part of my day, it's about my Ned, son. Um, All right, that's it. Okay, we, we can go back to actual <laughs> plot stuff. I just... Uh, yeah. A bunch of kids kept saying the word Ned, and I was I was real happy. It was No, it's good. It's oh, all the joy I had it. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, Henry's also there. Apparently, Hen- like they think Henry just flat out quit his job to come here, but Hen- he specifically says that he doesn't work the night shift. Uh, so it's fine that he's here, um, and he's basically he feels like he's babysitting them at this point. Um, he's still trying to get uh, trying to get Arika to you know write about uh, the Phantom uh, Renegade instead of this ghost, uh, but she won't do it. Um, and uh, Icky immediately like starts getting freaked out about everything going on. Uh, we see that uh, fan favorite best metabot ever neutrino nurse is here as well as brass. They're gay and they're in love. Um, and uh, everyone's had a good time just like walking through the woods, uh, just like looking, looking for ghosts. It's, it's a good, good evening activity. I highly recommend doing it with your friends. Just wander through a forest in the dark and uh, see what happens. Have have you thought about getting your friends together in the twenty second century and going ghost hunting with robots? Can I be honest with you? I've thought about it every day since Metabots come and came out. <laughs> Changed my life. So, um, uh, they don't have any flashlights, which is not great uh, because you know they got robots. Flip. Yeah, the they robots got robots. Well, should have you would th- on them. You would think they would, but none of them do. I mean. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, Nutri nurse or Saint Nurse uh, has those giant pills that could light up the area if they wanted to. They just uh, don't care, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's not important, the Nutri Nurse. Yeah. Now, obviously, um, uh, Brass <laughs> only has a microphone, a boom mic that pops out of her head. Yeah. And uh, Mitabi has guns, and uh, guns aren't great at uh, lighting. And well, you got we'll, the muzzle flash. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get some more details on that here later in the episode. But yeah, and, in the know. dub at least he's got lasers. Which yeah, are pure I was about lights. to say we do find out they're specifically laser cannons later in the episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, Henry disappears, uh, which everyone gets spooked at. Icky starts seeing a floating pair of eyes in the woods. Um, the streetlights start to flicker. Everyone's getting upset, but Koji, uh, being you know a, a, a hashtag skeptic, uh, is like, "This is ghosts are fake. It's fine." Even though presumably he's the one who actually saw the Gimme Ghost and had his medal stolen, so he just like keeps walking. He walks away from the group. He gets lost. They don't see him. Uh, they hear a scream, uh, which Karen remarks that uh, she hasn't heard Koji scream like that since he found out that his designer watch was fake. Um, Very and good. pretty she, good gag. Pretty good yeah, gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then oh, I oh, I did used to work with like fifteen year olds with like six thousand dollar <laughs> watches, and it's the most infuriating thing in the world. I hate rich people. Um, Why do they need the time? Like, you're going to go home and watch Metabots whenever it comes on. Like, you just you don't need to watch, kid. <laughs> that that. How else are they going to know when Metabots is on? It's always on. They're yeah. rich. What what else would be That's on TV? True. They have all the DVDs. It's yeah. on Blu-ray, forty bucks a pop. Not at the time, though. No, well, it's yeah. well, only on DVD. Rich people who they, they've they've got infinite Amazon rental money. You know, oh, there you go. Like oh, thirty dollars to watch Mulan once. Oh, that's the how much can that? That's that's like the cost of a single Taco Bell. Um, I mean, it can be. <laughs> if you're spending thirty bucks at Taco Bell, you're gonna have a bad night. <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna have all those leftover tacos. Leftover. 
Orika uh, then gets touched by a by a ghost. Uh, we get the g- 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 ghost moment of everybody getting you know kind of you know having their elbows or necks or whatever touched by like a by a phantom limb. Um, uh, and uh, Will of the Wisps start showing up. You've got a bunch of little blue lights floating around, and they start to hear this this voice start to say that you know oh you know give me your medals and laugh maniacally. Um, they all start to run. Uh, we see some big giant eye lights kind of following them. Um, hovering bit, in the sky. Yeah, hovering in the sky, just flying on through it like a UFO. Uh, Icky gets separated from everybody, finds Koji presumably dead, and tries to wake him up. Um, and then just the Phantom Renegade shows up. He's just here now. He's hanging out. I don't know how That's he got so crazy. So yeah. Where's yeah. Henry at this during <laughs> all of this? Like, no um, one... Presumably, he's he's uh, off doing his own thing. He got, yeah, he's gonna miss the Phantom Renegade. He, yeah, he's missing his hero. He's off uh, off in the woods somewhere. <laughs> no, okay, you had to cut Henry some slack. So he's been at work all day. Presumably, he got there early enough in the morning that he was able to take the evening shift off. Like, he's he's tired, man. And then you know oh. he needs a lot of sleep. It is, he probably yeah. didn't get to use the bathroom. Oh. Yeah. He's off, he's off pissing in the woods. We know that's what he's doing. Um, hey, those those uh, low-paying jobs at a convenience store, you, you don't yeah. get a break. He was the only employee there. When's he going to pee? It, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we, we know it's a 24-hour mark. We know that he doesn't work the night shift. Presumably, he doesn't work second shift either because he was able to, like, go with these kids when he got off. So, presumably, he's in there at, like, you know, 4 or 5 in the morning until whenever he gets off. So, yeah, it checks out. He's out here hustling. Yeah. I see, you know, selling Slurpees and roller hot dogs and Metabot parts or whatever. Yeah, I guess the only thing we ever saw him sell was Metabee out of the clearance bin. We haven't seen He's, him sell uh, anything else We to can the kids. assume that he sold the kids sodas and candies, too. I feel like that's we've seen them with those. They couldn't have gotten them there anywhere else. I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. Um... Anyways, uh, the Phantom Renegade tells Icky to go home uh, and specifically says that he'll, like, mentions him by name and says, like, don't worry about your your rare metal. I'll get that another time. Uh, And that freaks Icky out. He then proceeds to, like, pick Koji up and and carry his dead body away until he finds Brass and Neutrino Nurse, who have both had their their metals ejected from their bodies, um, which is kind of terrifying. Oh yeah, uh, their souls have been ripped out. This is the, yeah, no. This is the closest we can find to a corpse in this show. I'm gonna bet. Yeah, and it is. It's, I mean, it is. Quite frankly, it's well gory. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I was super impressed how they can have two dead bodies in this show. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> and Icky uh, reacts accordingly. He uh, he flips out. He starts running. Uh, Koji wakes up. Yeah. And uh, immediately goes to push off of Icky. And instead, uh, cause Icky's holding his legs, flails his head back, his head's bouncing on the ground and gets knocked the fuck out again. Yeah. It, it's, that is perfect comedy. It was, uh, we've all been there. It was the yeah. first time I laughed since I saw the word nad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Icky doesn't pay attention to it, uh, and only stops to find that, that he has discovered an old shack in the middle of these woods. Uh, and he, he goes up to check it uh, check it out, see if anybody can help them. Uh, he hears someone counting metals inside um, and uh, gets up to a crack in the wood and sees that Arika and Karen are tied up inside, which is a new one. We've only heard about the about this ghost uh, stealing metals and now they're they're kidnapping uh, children, which ain't great. And it turns out that it's the the uh, Robros HQ and they are 
stockpiling metals and laughing maniacally over top of them. It's incredible. I love this so much that they immediately <laughs> abandon any monster of the week bullshit. Um, so, uh, real good part here. Uh, in the dub, I saw the uh, closed captioning say they're the rubber robo gang. Yes. Which is good. And then uh, in the the sub, it is the robo robo gang, which, you know what? I'm down with both of those. Both of those are just good things it. to say. Yeah. And then it's, uh, it's all about the alliteration. There are signs all on the inside of this uh, the shack in the woods, uh, and they say "Gold Ten Thousand Medals, uh, Ten Thousand Medals," and "Don't Touch the Supercomputer." But I went back and watched it. I want to say about five or six times. I don't see a supercomputer at all. Well, it's because <laughs> they're not supposed to touch it. Yeah. So either it is tucked in the wood, uh, tucked into a corner, and you know the camera just doesn't see it, which I guess. Or there's, there's another sign that says also don't visually represent the supercomputer. Yeah, or yeah. or we they put that sign we up all there. Know, just in case we all know what it. Chekhov said about anime, and that's when you show a sign about there being a supercomputer you're not supposed to touch in episode six. That means that it's going to be core to resolving the final arc of the of the anime in episode twenty six. You know, it's it's science. I guess it is. It's called the Gainax ending. <laughs> Is that an anime? Is that one of those Gundams? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gynax, Gynax is, uh, you know, it's not a Gundam, but it's close. <laughs> it sure is aware of Gundam. <laughs> uh, oh, buddy, yeah. Um, so, uh, Icky then slips off of his little perch uh, and alerts the, the Robros to his presence. Um, uh, they run out. He calls them rubber-wearing freaks. Uh, and they, they proceed to get in a fight. Um, they all whip out fishing poles with the little blue lights on the end, uh, and start, you know, a, and, you know, presumably wet sponges and a big fake hand, which they then to begin to haunt him with while one of them holds a stereo up that plays like the Halloween hit soundtrack. Uh, it's a pretty good time. It's so good. An incredibly good bit. And this is what brought about my theory that, all of this is taking place basically in the kids' heads because as they chase him down, he can see them running around now. He can, he, he, whatever's going on, but he still feels extremely haunted by what they're doing. Well, you got to understand here, um, since you haven't been really watching this show, it's it's kind of hard to get across, and it feels like we joke about it a lot, but uh, Icky is one of the dumbest kids I've ever seen, and he's just an incredible <laughs> piece of shit. So yeah, um, that's the stupidest child alive. <laughs> I was I was watching this without the context of the other episodes or anything, and I thought it was just kind of really funny that like kids will believe anything, and you can just hassle them all you want. Yeah, this is just a group of bad guys devoted to giving kids a hard time and stealing their shit. I you know you do bring up a good point. Uh, you know in the in the infinite long box tradition. Uh, maybe the thing we need to like consider is that maybe Arika is the only smart, or maybe Arika and Karen are the only smart children that exist because the screws are fucking idiots too. Well, okay, like, hold on. Yeah, oh yeah, hold on. Remember, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, now, this is going to be spoiler for Esper, but uh, remember, Coach Man Mountain's class uh, only four students uh, failed below a thirty-five. Everyone else was above the average of eighty, which means. Everyone else is super smart. So maybe smart. there's only four stupid kids. Yeah, And, those <laughs> and they're the main kids, characters yeah. of this show. It just so happened. <laughs> and we're really focusing on some dim bulbs here. And uh, <laughs> speaking of the screws, anytime the screws aren't on the screen, we should be asking, where are the screws? 
They're the best characters in the show. Where, where are the screws? We, we don't know where they are. Presumably, they are the gimme ghost. <laughs> the real gimme ghost. They're just yes. sitting at home and just kind of looking at their watch going, all right, well, we should have had an adventure today. I guess we'll try <laughs> it. Well, yeah, it's kind of, kind of a boring Wednesday afternoon. I don't know yeah. what happened. <laughs> Where's the plot at? Um, all right, well, I got a doctor's appointment. I got to get going. <laughs> Okay, so the Phantom Renegade swoops in, uh, releases Arika and Karen from being uh, tied up in a shack. Um, Icky yells into his, his meta watch for Meta B. You know, presumably we would understand to teleport him here. That doesn't happen. Meta B just runs out of the wood and starts yelling and punching the Robros, which is great. Um, now, now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because uh, he comes running out of the woods instantly, which means Meta B was standing in those bushes just watching. Iggy just get tortured by these fake ghosts. He was waiting. And that completely fits the character. Yeah, that all lines up. I like yeah. that a lot, He's like, actually. hold on, hold on, hold on. When he starts getting hurt or hauslers for me, I'll come help. But until then, <laughs> I'm I want to this. imagine someone's like, Medibee, are you going to do something? Like, yeah, I'll get around to it. <laughs> He's going to ask me first. He's really into that. <laughs> I want to see where they're going with us. Yeah. <laughs> He's not, you know, he really, he values his agency so much that he probably thinks that, you know, you know, if, if Icky really wants him to help, he'll say something. Otherwise, Icky will handle it on his own. He doesn't want to, like, hedge in on, on anything going on. He's respectful. No, no. Medibee's a great guy. No, no, no. <laughs> Medibee thinks it's funny that Icky's getting shit kicked out of him by a bunch of people. Like, that's, that's as much as I'm going to give him. Because you know what? Honey's right. He's, yeah, he's Sorry, like, it is funny. Uh, there is a scene where a wet sponge on a fishing hook slaps Icky in the ass, and he just starts screaming and crying. Okay. Oh, I would too. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, though. I got a, yeah. I got a couple gifts and screen caps for Metarot uh, from this episode, and most of them are Icky just, just not doing well. Yeah. Frankly, the, the, the Rubber Robo Gang deserves the medals at this point. <laughs> Uh, it's a well, perfect crime. Um, uh, you know, the uh, Karen runs out, hugs Meta B for, um, you know, uh, uh, rescuing them uh, and c- coming to fight these people. The uh, uh, Robros challenge Icky to a row battle um, uh, to, to steal his medal as the Phantom begins to run off with their entire bag worth. Um, and so, yeah, it's the, the fucking challenge is on. They're going to they're going to do a match. It's going to be all good. Uh, and the Robros bring out what is actually the Gimme Ghost, which is a Misty Ghost, which has the special ability multiple projections. It can do, you know, the, the Naruto thing. Now, are you guys ready for the uh, best uh, sub name there is? Yeah. You're looking at the GHT type Misty Ghost. It's exactly the same. And they say it yeah. in English. It's great. <laughs> okay. That's it. Uh, that that yeah. was the bit. That was the bit. You guys should have laughed. Thank you. <laughs> That was really funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. I'm glad that it was set up like that. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I'll just get rid of that page. (laughs) Uh, I got five more riffs on it being called the Misty Ghost, guys. Like, if this isn't it, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't remember Misty dying, but I I didn't watch all of Pokemon. Oh, yeah, you didn't watch the Lavender Town episode. Uh, yeah. Well, you see, in the first episode, Ash actually gets hit by lightning, so it's actually okay. right. just a figment of his imagination. Oh, is this the one that was banned in the U.S. because kids <laughs> kept killing themselves every time the music would play? <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, I'm going to start a Digimon <laughs> podcast, only for the OVAs. 
All right. Well, I'm going to have you guys guest on my Monster Rancher podcast soon. Oh, don't even joke. I'd be on there in a minute. I played so much fucking Monster Rancher back in the day. Uh, Anyways, Icky is does not understand what a control deck is and says, oh, this this, you know, fucking Misty Ghost fucking sucks. It'll be easy to fight. It doesn't have any attack power. And since Meta B charging in, who just starts firing his laser cannons everywhere, which we do find out are laser cannons, apparently, according to the dub. Um, and uh, Meta Beach is like, I'm going to blast all of them until there's none left. And uh, it's, you know, it's not going well. The gang's kind of like giving the runaround. It's, they're having a bad time. All right. We, we actually get to a good point in the, the sub where uh, the sub actually pulls ahead of the dub a little bit. Uh, so Icky goes, all right, secret technique. If you keep shooting, you're bound to hit something. To which point Meta B goes, that's dumb. Oh, well, okay. And then it starts shooting. And then Karen goes, okay. that sounds like a dumb attack. Will it work? And Erica goes, no, they're both dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Much more aware of what's going on. Uh. At least Karen gave them the benefit of the doubt. Like, well, okay, they seem dumb, but they're probably pretty good. And then no, no, they're just idiots. But I love the um, idea. It's a secret I- technique. Just keep shooting and eventually it'll work. I'm not going to lie, most of this fight kind of runs together for me because this is around when I uh, had to sit through another three minutes of the same Swedish website game ad um, and went to go check how much premium costs to see if I'd want to just buy it to get through this episode and uh, trying to open up the premium their premium option in a separate tab. Instead, just refresh the video and then I had to watch another, like, six to eight minutes of ads again. So, like, I don't have a lot of notes for this this fight, except that Metabee figures out a way to uh, fuck him up, and a, a spotlight gets shown on one of the ghosts, and he shoots them, and the fight is over, yeah. and it's fine. So the Phantom Thief uh, cheats, which this is a, a um, regulation row battle. Uh, Mr. Referee rises uh, with a beam of light from a uh, an abandoned well, dressed as a ghost, which was a really great entrance. Uh, good on him. I thought it was incredible. The kids did not. No, yeah. They're like, oh, okay, that's boring. Uh, both in the sub and the dub. Uh, no respect that man. But uh, <laughs> Bunch of jerks. He's putting in the work yeah, out Phantom here. Phantom Thief. He always is. <laughs> Phantom Thief uh, just cheats. And Mr. Referee's all right with it, I guess. So uh, by projecting oh, light, wow. uh, the holograms go away. And then one punch, Metabee just knocks the shit out of uh, Misty Ghost. I really like Misty Ghost's design, for what it's worth. I think that's a cool-looking metabot. Yeah. Like, it's very clearly got some kind of, like, burlap parts, which which I appreciate, but it's, you know, it's just a a good-looking ghost. Oh, yeah. Uh, After Metabee just um, actually legitimately uh, punches the head off Misty Ghost, we see that uh, later on in the episode, uh, in a picture at the newspaper, holding up Misty Ghost's head. Yeah. Oh god. That is that is what he won in the row battle, which is great because yeah. that's what popped off. Uh Medibee, So if you need a new head. Medibee's really pleased and um he goes as far as to say something about how he's not afraid of any ghosts and in fact uh busting made him feel good. Yeah, you know. Who doesn't love to bust? That's probably what it said in the sub. I don't remember the dub though. <laughs> uh the sub said, "All right, good." <laughs> I'm I'm really really helping you guys out here by uh, doing the uh, the sub stuff here. Yeah. Um. So the the Phantom Renegade tries to get away with the giant uh, sack of of metals, uh, and ends up falling down. The bag rip o- rips open, and most of the metals spill out. 
uh, and he limps away with a with an injured back. Um, Just eats shit as oh, hard yeah. as possible. Fuck that clown man! Like uh, looks like a dumb, goofy idiot, and I yeah. loved it because this is I. As far as I knew, he's been nothing but the coolest badass this entire show. This is and now the he's second. Just a, this is the second episode he's been in, and the first episode. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> he uh, he stole a bunch of shit, and then immediately dropped what he stole, and just got really sad and went home, presumably to cry. Yeah. So so far, we have not seen the Phantom Thief steal anything. Uh, at the beginning yeah. of this episode, he stole from a very rich man who deserved it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's theoretically. True. And then he proceeded to explode. Yeah. <laughs> Best way to get away with a crime is if you blow up. Everyone knows that. Yeah. That is true. Um, Karen remarks that she's really happy that they're going to be able to return all of these medals to the rightful owners. And, uh, then Henry comes stumbling out of the woods covered in leaves with a hurt back, Poor boy. which can't clearly mean anything. Yeah. That's a weird coincidence. <laughs> what were you doing back there, Henry? Uh, probably can't show that on a kid's cartoon. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> now he does say it's not like he fell out of a tree or anything and the kids caught him. He was hiding and got scared and then fell out of a tree, which... I mean, I get it, what man. A coward. And like, you don't want to admit that to a bunch of nine or eleven year olds. Like, you're supposed to be the cool. <laughs> that he happens to be hanging out with. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be the cool year old. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, he's supposed to be babysitting him, according to himself, and he's not doing a good job of that. Two two preteen girls got kidnapped by a bunch of fucking you know latex clad weirdos in the woods. Yeah, but they're fine uh, now. To, babysitting to matters at the beginning and when the parents come home whatever happens in between there doesn't matter as long as the kids are fine at the end of the night <laughs> any any teens who are listening i strongly recommend against adopting a group of kids who are between the ages of eight and eleven <laughs> as your own responsibility with no provocation from anyone else <laughs> not gonna turn out good yeah at least get paid to do it like yeah and even then on. take the money and run yeah <laughs> don't babysit yeah. is what we're saying what are they yeah. gonna do get mad at a teenager for being irresponsible like eat a dick oh well, yeah that's true you're the one who left your kids with a teen yeah you knew what you were getting into uh the next day we see erika is publishing our broadsheet of uh metabee's victory over the ghost uh and everyone's remarking about how everybody got their medals back um but erika does say that she wishes she would have gotten a picture of the phantom renegade while she could have Probably the first time. And, probably uh, won't be another chance to. It's probably the last time we're going to see that character. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, everyone does, re- like, a- each and every single character remarks about how they wonder who the Phantom Renegade could be, uh, about what his identity could be, you know, if they'll ever see him again, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then we just end on a shot of Henry, you know, sweeping, or whatever, watering some plants. Just, you it's know. It's a weird non-sequitur. Well, yeah. it- <laughs> You guys are misunderstanding. It is to show that he's fine from yesterday. Because remember, oh, he was good. injured and like... I'm, I'm glad he recovered. His arc is now satisfyingly yeah. completed. Well, you, you don't want to yeah. worry about Henry for an entire episode, especially since he's not going to be in the next one, more than likely. Uh, yeah, fair enough, now, fair enough. this is an audio medium, but I did post in the chat uh, the picture of Icky holding a severed head. And Metabee yeah. just fucking flexing. Yeah, they seem pretty, uh, pretty remorseless about murder. Yeah. Well, it's uh, the uh, the murder isn't ripping the head off. It's when the di- the when the metal gets ejected, which presumably the Robros get to keep. They just get to walk away with the head, well, which is right. they did a- apparently run away to fear. the Metabot. It's Transformers rules. Yeah. You can just mutilate the body as much as possible, but it's only dead when someone on page says, "Oh my God, they're dead." <laughs> 
Now, uh, they were in the middle of the woods uh, after chasing this child, and then just ran away in fear. Uh, that metal's gone. <laughs> it's just Barry. It's some squirrel has stolen that at this point. Yeah. Uh, after uh, after Henry, we get a little soft zoom out, and then we see the uh, phantom thief walking into the sunset on a highway. Yeah. Which, again, proves uh, it really can't be Henry, because we just see Henry. And then, you know, Henry's at work until evening. So, like, yeah, Colin, but now you're, it's you're a super duper wrong here, bud. It's but no, we we know that uh, Henry is off before sunset, well. and now we're looking at the sunset with this phantom thief walking down the highway. No, we've got we've got no proof either way. So you think Henry keeps his super secret thief gear at work and then changes into it to walk home? Come on, come on, come on. I so it's going to sound like I'm doing a bit here, but I actually <laughs> do agree very strongly with Mitch that I don't think Henry is the phantom thief. I think the phantom thief is Henry. <laughs> it's a Batman situation. You see what Ooh. I'm saying? It's not Bruce Wayne is a costume. Like, but Henry, Henry is just a mild mannered who combini worker, you know, who gives a shit. The phantom thief, that's the real entity here. We're going to have an episode with a psychotic break. Phantom thief is going to run off and Henry is just going to be eliminated. There will be no more Henry. The saddest day. Uh, he's got that baby chick to I, take I, care of. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Well, we'll see. Can't, you can't orphan. Um, a baby are we chicken. sure it's not a baby Robin? We've seen oh. it grow up. Oh. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for um, uh, the dark side metabot to shoot Henry with a with an Omega gun, and then um, we get like several episodes where Henry is just robattling through time that really has no consequences on anything. We don't really care about it, but it's there. That would be the dopest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I really want that to happen. <laughs> like that's a joke, but that would be the there's an entire thing. spinoff series. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, yeah, that's that's actually the plot of Flint Time Detective. Oh, thank uh, you. I was just going to say Flint Time. Oh my god! All right, seriously, that's the next podcast. Um, god. I love that show. It's a very bad show, and I love it. Oh. Um. So, uh, Phantom Thief, as he's walking down, yeah. Um, we get a quasi narrator. Now it's the Phantom Thief reading his own narration about how um mm. you know he's a mysterious man and no one knows who he is. Now in the sub. He goes, retort the phantom thief, the man nobody knows. And then he pauses and bends over, super worried. He goes, nobody knows, right? I'm sure no one knows. And just ends with him being super anxious. And that's a real good bet. I like seeing him not he, be confident. Uh, he walks a lonely road, but it's the only one that he has ever known. Whoa. I thought this was a highway, not a boulevard. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so it, it, I do think it's Henry. The only other explanation, I think the only other character on the show, show. I, d I don't think it's the dad. I think the only other character it could be is mild-mannered college student Darian Shields. <laughs> Guys. I, I must have missed that episode. Guys, it's an aged-up yeah, Icky who traveled back in time oh. to help himself stop being a piece of icky shit. Icky the time detective. Yeah. I mean, all the clues are there. They're both uh, humans. Uh, they're both uh, presenting male. Uh, they have hair. Dark hair. Uh, yeah. They're both um, idiots. Like, uh, the only difference is Henry <laughs> seems to be a good they're person. They're both bad at most things they do. Uh, you know, we don't have, we haven't confirmed what country we're in. Um, it could be that we're in France, and France has adopted uh, Japanese characters for their language. And the Phantom Thief is, in fact, Arsene Lupin the Sixth or whatever. 
I mean, could be Fantomas, could be there's a there's a long history of gentleman thieves in France. Yeah, it's it could be twenty second century. Anything can happen. San yeah. Francisco. There you go. <laughs> uh, Phantom Thief gets arrested, has to go deal with Miles Edgeworth and uh, Phoenix Wright, and uh, there we go. Boom. Video games. Yeah. Uh, so uh, on the note of video games, actually, <laughs> I, uh, coming from a game design background, Metabots is too complicated. You should not have to do like, okay, Meta B. What's interesting about Meta B is the metal, correct? Yes. Okay. No. That's what makes Meta B Meta B. Wrong. It's the accent. But also, he. <laughs> the, clearly the accent is driven by the metal i think that's obvious it's the, the accent is not programmed into this robot body <laughs> but so so let's say i'm imagining a metabots video game which has to be how all of this started has to have been made with the toy line in mind yeah no exactly that's that is entirely right yeah in the so in pokemon you just have the pokemon and their moves in this you have the metal, you have the frame, you have the parts, you win the parts and swap them with other characters. It it's it's a nightmare. It's we're getting way too romance of the three yeah, kingdoms. They're, uh, you know what I mean? They're tactics games. Yeah. Uh, exactly. From, from what I understand, how how like the metabot the metabots games are supposed to work, the frame is meaningless. The frame is set dressing. The frame is like you get a bicycle or fucking you know, uh, Professor Oak says like, "Oh, here you don't. Here's your first Metabot, and gives you a fucking frame. The frame does nothing. You never change the frame. The frame is just you have one single Metabot, um, and then the parts give you abilities and attacks, and the 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 metal gives you stats. So it's not. It's you know that sounds cool. And yeah, I would play it, but it is it is way more complicated than Pokemon, which this is clearly trying to be." Okay, but you have one Metabot as opposed to six Pokemon. Oh, well, okay, that does help yeah. then. And in order to I, I fight, you just swap of... out parts if you want. Like that, sure, okay. Oh, I'm going to the water level. I need water legs. Okay. But if you only have one Metabot, then you can't really catch them all, which, is not, again, you're not as toyetic as well, Pokemon here. Uh, yeah, but you're not trying to catch them all. You're trying to get your friends together. And just don't be poor is the lesson of Metabots. <laughs> That's that's the moral yeah. of most. I mean, stories, the first yeah. episode is "Hey, don't be poor," uh, and then we have an entire episode about "Don't be poor," and then this episode is "Don't be poor." The sequel, "Ghosts in the Hood," um, and it, <laughs> instead be rich like Karen. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Metabots is truly the Randian of the monster uh, glut of <laughs> of franchises. I mean, if we think about it, Icky only wins all these fights because uh, he has a super expensive metal inside of Metabot or inside of Metabot. And we did. I, because it's not his training. It's not how good the uh, the Meta B body type is. It is Meta B's brain is just real good at something. Well, that and I think that's evidence of strong weaponry being available to children is proof this is a, a libertarian <laughs> utopia. And last episode, did we not establish that Icky is entitled to the sweat of his own brow? Exactly. There you go. And I mean, it's, it's... again, you don't need gun control if everyone has a gun. I'm going to say a word here and blow everyone's minds. Meta shock. <laughs> oh, uh, do we want to talk about the next episode? <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is called Cyanodon. Submerge me in that bathosphere. Let's do it. <laughs> 
I keep I actually keep calling it Cyano Dog. It's Cyan Dog. I think uh, it's Cyan Dog. Terrible name. Yeah. Cyan Dog is uh, it, it sounds like two words. Well, my, yeah. My big, He's not even Cyan. He's like a navy blue. My big problem yeah. with Cyan Dog is uh so we have Pepper Cat. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, a red cat. And then we have Keith Turtle. Now Keith doesn't mean yellow in any language I've been googling. <laughs> Keith is a, I, I don't know, if I think of the name Keith, I think yellow. And then, you know, whatever dumb it's name it has in the name. dub um, also doesn't mean yellow. Uh, so that's out. So the red, yellow, blue thing, which is a cool idea, because um, clearly the screws are actually the heroes of the show. And uh, Icky with his uh, secondary colored metabot, who is unruly, is clearly the villain. Uh, I think that's being set up way in advance. Um it should be see meta b is the yellow that's the b we were we were talking earlier in the first episode he's orange well no no it's it's uh clearly yellow if you have bad cones in your eyes <laughs> well i'm uh which Iki does I'm, yeah because he's poor <laughs> just don't be poor i guess right hey, that's what i'm saying don't be co- poor be, own a be lot of rich guns enough and, to um, buy yeah skip school cones in your eyes <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Peppercat is out here winning row battles. Totalizer is out here winning row battles. We get some really nice animation with just some like expertly, you know, posing meta fighters, some lightning going across the screen, and uh Cyan Dog is getting fucking owned. Uh and it you know, he just sucks. He can't fight. Samantha Cake spied out of the screws for just sucking so bad, and that's where we are right now. The uh the sounds when Cyan Dog gets hit, uh the uh, the dub I didn't I didn't keep track of it so it's probably just a dong or whatever. But in the uh, the sub it is a very good like boing boing like a like a very good frying pan <laughs> smacking someone's skull sound, and it was yeah. it rang and hung there in the air and it was great. And then um, I was rewatching this at uh, three and a half times speed because um, I like to torture myself. And uh, the music in the background of these fights and then as Spike gets kicked out of the screws. Sounds exactly like Kirby music. Wow, Just a fun perfect. little Easter egg. Yeah. If anyone wants to go back and watch this in the sub and uh, speed it up at three and a half times. And uh, don't you, forget. You know, ep- Kirby is a square now, so it fits. Episode nine is actually episode seven and episode six was originally episode seven. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. You should have brought that up at the beginning. Uh, oh, if no, the, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want people to follow in my footsteps. I, I've thought about it. Let me take one. Yeah, for the watch the dub. It's better. Yeah, that's that's what Mitch is saying. It's an official official dub. Oh, and don't forget. Um, so Colin and I are currently the uh, leading experts in uh, metabotology. Uh, so whatever we say is law. And uh, watch the dub, not the sub. Scrub. There you go. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and say watch the dub every time for every <laughs> anime. Yeah. Don't watch subs. Refuse to watch subs. What, I gotta watch something and read? That's too much work. I'm in my 30s, buddy. I got, I got like 10 minutes of free time a day. I can't be watching <laughs> uh, anime. I will say, in in this little bit right here with uh, Samantha, is one of my apps, probably my favorite visual, like, the best animation in either of these episodes that I saw. There's one bit where Samantha takes a step from far in the background, like, 50 feet to the foreground and it's yeah. just one massive step it is incredibly hilariously animated no, uh, and I cannot recommend it enough I, I don't know who directed this episode but it just has like immense crazy like Gynax and Satoshi Kon energy to it and it's, it is way it. frenetic now uh, <laughs> from what I've been looking into um, 
So, uh, Colin and I were talking after the show last time about the uh, the director of the show. Is um, I have his name somewhere. Uh, it's in my notes. Somewhere. I believe you. Hold on here. Let me call up my notes. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, while, while you're finding his name, he did a bunch of storyboards for like Samurai Shampoo and like uh, fucking Cowboy Bebop yeah. and a bunch of other stuff too. Tensai uh, like, Akamura. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, so he started on a very good show, uh, Yawara, a fashionable judo girl. I suggest everyone watch <laughs> that. I like no joke. It's a really good show. Um, okay. It's like what if Rama was good? Um, You're gonna make some enemies right now. Uh, it's animes. Uh, so uh, <laughs> zing. <laughs> so he did that, and then uh, you know did some stuff in between, and then this was his debut. He was a director, the storyboard director, and drew all the storyboards himself for almost every episode. That's incredible. So this was his uh, baby. I, I, and then I yeah, guess I, right before then he did a show. Um, what was it? Uh, Evangelion, I think. And then uh, from there about? he went to Bebop. So uh, I guess I uh, guess he, he also does directed animes. Wolf's Reign. <laughs> okay. Uh, he go. did a uh, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, I don't know if you know about that one, Esper. Uh, it's a robot anime. It's not as good as this one. I thought you said it was ghosts. Yeah, I mean this one's got ghosts and robots, so like it's basically the Is same. The show. Gimme Ghost in it. <laughs> uh, I do want to say I think the show is visually stunning. I was kind of accepting or expecting like a, a cheap Pokemon knockoff, right? And this show actually, in pretty much every frame, looks rad as hell. Like there's almost a, a Scott Pilgriminess to the way the characters look that their their face they're they're sort of just moe blobs or whatever but they also feel really like tangible and established even though there's not a lot of detail on the face like the shape or something about it it just feels incredibly solid and everything moves beautifully the designs are interesting and weird and i'm i'm a huge fan of how this show looks yeah uh, it really does go to show that like this is this is like part of like the that peak of like late '90s, early 2000s like hand anim- animated stuff before like onion skinning and like digital like frameworks really started to take over and Absolutely. suddenly the entire animation industry had to relearn how to do everything and you had like those awkward years of like them trying to be like well can we just put a 3D model on the show will that work ah maybe who knows. <laughs> Yeah, the the early 2000s, you're going to get a lot of that. Yeah. I do think some of the robot designs are hit or miss, but otherwise, this is one of the coolest looking shows that I've I've popped into in a while. Yeah. But anyway. Um, All right, we're doing a podcast. Um, where the fuck were we? <laughs> so right about uh, here, uh, Sam pulls out a chart of all the battles of the month. There's been 22 yeah. victories and 11 defeats. No, that doesn't sound bad. That's, uh, you know, twice as many uh, fights until it finds out Spike was all of those defeats himself. At which point, this this gets weird. So Spike is uh, on his knees, and Sam's just basically, you know, angry leaning over him. And he goes, well, every time I lose a part, you win it back for me. And he says that as he's stroking her hair very casually. Yeah. Like, this isn't the first time. And it's really weirding me out. And he goes, I love you, boss. So then she just boots him in the face and says, I'm not your boss, your toss, or your cross anymore. Which I'm not entirely sure what that means, but it's a good line. Yeah. Uh, it's a classic saying. Yeah. You know. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I told somebody I wasn't their boss, their toss, or their cross. I'm going to start including it. 
Bosses tosses or crosses, no. am I right? Yeah. You gotta pay pay somehow. <laughs> I just changed my Twitter bio, but I that would have been a good one. Um he does offer to braid Samantha's hair for her. He says he's really good at French braiding, and uh she just fully says you get lost, you know, get out of here. You're not a member of the screws anymore. You can't win robottles, you suck. Uh and, it's a, it's a, it's a good little bit because it's, yeah. he's constantly like where do you want? I'll do anything. She's yeah. like, okay, then go away. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he even he even offers to give her a uh, like you know a, a French manicure. Like he's got he's clearly had skills. They just don't include rope battling. <laughs> like the more we uh, learn about Spike, the more we realize he's probably one of the best characters in the show. And this is a yeah. show with amazing characters, except for um, Icky. Yeah, um, Henry is. Just off screen, eavesdropping, and does make the note that Cyanodog is a honestly like a, a top tier metabot. Like you know, it's 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 a good boy, uh, and it doesn't make any sense why why they keep losing. It just it shouldn't shouldn't be happening. Um, and then we cut over to Metabee, who's on top of a jungle gym and yelling at Icky. It's a very good these, bit. These two are they're they're getting along like monkeys and dogs. Yeah. We all know we all know the very well known saying of a monkey dog relationship. Uh, uh so we see I, I go ahead. Uh, we see uh Arika and Brass sitting on a bench and making fun of these boys. And um Arika says something about how uh these are boys who just fight and they're not fighting over anything, which the way she says it sounds like that would be more respectable. They're just fighting. And then she turns to yeah. Brass wags a finger and says that's the kind of man you stay away from brass and brass is like what do you mean stay away from a man which uh pretty good (laughs) and then for the first time in a couple episodes mr narrator pops in to describe the scene of a monkey and dog yelling at each other and then he goes staying away from each other a way to deal with people who can't get along which i'm yes yeah okay dude that's that's what words mean thank you so the narrator clearly describes that the reason that monkey do- monkeys and dogs can't get along is because uh, dogs got into space before monkeys and monkeys could never forgive them, right? As we all know, the relationship between monkeys and dogs is. It's, it's the, my favorite line in either of the episodes we watched is, is I, it's, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, things really heated up in the 50s when the first dog got into space. Monkeys eventually got there too, but the damage was done. <laughs> like what a what a lie. Um the the sub obviously doesn't have these jokes, but at the very end of the bit he goes, uh it doesn't matter if Icky is the dog or the monkey in this scenario, which which is a really good goof for the sub at least. I mean, it's not <laughs> yeah. monkeys in space, but you know, it's pretty good. I do, I do yeah. remember watching it thinking like I'm sure there's some common Japanese parable that I'm just not aware of that they're mangling in localization well, um, right now. If you but think this back is a very to the journey of the West, uh, so Goku, uh, the Monkey King, uh, fought Piccolo, mm-hmm. the green dog monster from space. Okay, well, yeah, I go. remember that. Yeah, because the dog went to space first. Yeah, it's it's we've got over. Yeah, this. yeah, <laughs> he's, he's out there in space. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I'm. So, I think you guys just need to be a little more educated, and then I think you'd get this. Oh no no! I've read the theory. Like I I know about socialism. I'm here for dogs, and I'm against the capitalist monkeys. Like it, you know, that's they drink too much alcohol. Those monkeys, like you can't trust them, and they want to be like will me. Will you fight or will you perish like a dog? Uh, <laughs> monkeys want to be like me. They want to walk like me. They want to talk like me. Uh, get your own style. Thank you. Uh, dogs have sorted mouth. Like, come on. Um, you have hot anyways, dogs. You don't need hot monkeys. <laughs> mm. I can keep going. Uh, I got two more pages of notes on this, too. 
<laughs> we are an working. hour and 15 minutes in. We need to keep going. <laughs> uh, they overhear Spike and uh, Cyan Dog uh, talking about how, you know, they're... Uh, they they need to they need to find people they can row battle, but only people they can win against. Uh, they they walk up to confront him about it. Spike immediately runs away, chickening out, uh, saying that he won't fight it, fight them because you know he's uh, you know he, he's only going to fight people who, who he's going to win. They're chickens for him running away, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Something confusing. So uh, Metabee goes, "Come back and fight me," and he goes, "No." A true meta fighter doesn't take on weaklings, and then he starts running and crying, which is yeah. really good because he's going, "No, you're you're actually a meta fighter, and you shouldn't fight weaklings like me. I need to go pick on some children," which he does. Yeah, yeah. He goes to a uh, a preschool playground and starts picking on kids. Yeah, and they're Churly Bear, which God, I love Churly Bear so much. Churly Bear's <laughs> best character in the show, I am. Yeah, uh, we do get we get a little bit of heads up when we get Churly Bear's uh, uh, information card. About his gravity control, we find out that he's he's owned by the ankle biters, uh, which we can presume mm. are are these these tiny children, these cute little toddlers here playing in the sandbox. So in the uh, in the sub, they're the crushers. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is real good. Not quite as good. Yeah. Um. You know, he comes down here, he challenges them, and they immediately get evil anime face. Uh, they tell him that they're the ankle biters. They're the top tier gang in town. Uh, they're teeny tiny teeter totter terrors, and they're gonna beat the shit out of them. And that's exactly what he does. Uh, you or you know, fucking. Uh, she she gets Shirley Bear up on it. Uh, Shirley Bear fires a bunch of crazy laser beams. We don't even see it really go down. We see a big explosion, and fucking Spike and Cyanodog are they're out they're done (laughs) well before we move on past Charlie bear i I was hoping i could uh if you if both of you would indulge me on something yes is is it all right if i walk through here yeah so in in the chat just now i've put in a link to a gundam oh Uh, that guy yeah everybody loves that that guy yeah just a normal little prototype weirdo at guy begets bear guy we all love bear guy we all love bear guy okay Bear Guy begets Bear Guy 3, who is just Charlie Bear. I mean... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, if more Gundams so, looked like this, I'd probably um, be into Gundam. This is what I'm saying. Do you know that Metabots you can... Metabots does take place in the Gundam universe. Um, Mitch was right this whole time. So, Bear Guy 3, uh, you've posted a lovely picture. It's It's a Bear Guy... Got a nice little ribbon on the back, like nice mustard yellow color. Uh, you can not only buy Gunpla of Bear Guy 3 in this color, you can also buy Gunpla of Bear Guy 3 in powder blue and pink. Ooh. I've seen, uh, <laughs> actually, there's 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 another one that's like a custom Bear Guy 3 that's all pink. A custom it's Bear like Guy a whole 3. different That's model, a good even. saying. That's a good, that's a good yeah. line. Uh, Golden Bear, Bear Guy 3. Neon Bear Guy uh, from Gun to Build Fighters, uh, great time. Uh, the Bear Guy episodes are always great. Love them. How could they bear not Guy's be? Great. Look at look at those pictures. This is the first time I'm ever seeing a Bear Guy, and I will refuse to watch any Gundam that doesn't have a Bear Guy on screen. Well, you know, That's... some Gundams have At Guy at least, and everybody loves mm, At Guy. I, mm, is he a bear though? A, 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 be a bear. Basically, you put ears on him, and he's a bear. I mean. <laughs> I go up. Uh, this obviously would be Henry's bear guy, given that it is the Seven Eleven exclusive color. All right, all right, stand <laughs> down. Um, r- real quick. Uh, so as these uh these little baby terrors uh uh stand up, 
we actually get to see what they were playing in the sandbox real quick. And uh, I don't know if it's just me. I, I didn't care about the children. I was looking to see what they were doing. Um, so in the sandbox, they have this big mound with some sticks in there. Uh, we, we didn't typical for a Japanese show like this. But I look closer. Those are crosses. So either this is a direct reference to the death of Jesus Christ or <laughs> they were saying that there are bodies buried in the sand. And these are just burial mounds. Um, which, well, given that they are the top tier gang in town now that they have claimed to have uh, defeated the screws, uh, that does sound accurate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, just, uh, I just I saw the crosses and I'm like, all right, so three crosses on a mound. All right, sure. Okay, I went to Catholic school. I know what's up. Listen, I don't think they're Christian. I do think they've killed people. <laughs> well, yeah. They're clearly not Christian because they're demonic. <laughs> they're, they're of the Christian mythology, perhaps. Well, yeah. yeah I, I mean, you know. I, I, I watch animes. I know what an anime is. Like, uh, Wolfwood was, I guess Wolfwood was a priest. That was a very bad example in my end. Let's go to the next yeah, scene. That's a tough one to reach for. Yeah. So um, Charlie Bear absolutely murders Cyan. It was real good. Yeah. Uh, Arika apparently gets, like, photos of the whole thing and publishes another newspaper about it. Samantha sees it and just freaks out, starts to rough up Arika over all of this, and uh, starts yelling about how, um, you know, Spike needs to stop claiming that he's a screw because she fired him, you know, a couple of days ago. And, uh, you know, uh, she's going she's gonna to mess him up. Uh, we do cut to Spike, who is getting ready to skip town with his hobo bag. Um, he just, he knows he can't be here anymore. He's, he's got, he's getting run out. Uh, only for Metabee to show up and, uh, offer to train them. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, Bee, as he trains him, um, the way he's talking, uh, the words he says, um, the way he demands to be called coach. If you remember, he said coach, uh, Man Mountain was his hero. Very clearly, Metabee learned something from watching him. Uh, he keeps saying, 100 more reps, let's do this 100 more times, let's do this 100 more times. All Metabee needs now is that volcano cork, and we're good. Yeah. He's got to make them sweat. <laughs> it's going to make their teeth sweat. Uh, yeah, he's having um, he's having them pull, like, uh, tires on a rope. Uh, he calls Spike Snail Trail. I don't love that. Mm, no. Um <laughs> <laughs> he starts making them do push-ups with an oil barrel on their back, which uh, Spike is stuck doing for the rest of this whole montage. Uh, uh, some various ex- exercise equipment for doing crunches and stair steps and stuff gets involved. Icky's hanging out and just kind of watching and remarking on how dumb this training is. It's not going to make them better meta fighters. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Icky's hanging out, or is he joined by one of your favorite characters? He is the, you know... uh the chick man does show up. Oh no, I was talking about Salty the dog. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Salty is here. Salt, well, Salty is simply, uh, I, you know, Salty's great. Salty's the perfect dog. There isn't a better dog than Salty. <laughs> Certainly not Cyan Dog. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Um. Eventually, uh, you know, they're you know they're uh, uh, looking at clouds together after after the training's done, and uh, uh, Metabee says that you know Cyan Dog needs to test out his new abilities challenges him to a to a casual row battle uh and it turns out that cyan dog can't fucking aim uh he can hit the entire side of the hill almost shoots uh icky a couple of times literally doesn't hit hit metabee once uh metabee cracks out two laser shots and cyan dog is fucking dead (laughs) so i went back and rewatched that um in my from what i saw i only counted the one shot but uh, two shots make sense but one shot is way more impressive because the bullet hits Cyan Dog in the head, 
And then theoretically, the bullet ricochets, hits the barrel, flips the barrel in the air, knocks out Spike. Like, if that's one shot, Metabee earns his wins. If it's two yeah. shots, I mean, still real impressive, but oof. Well, since it's that rare metal, baby. Since <laughs> Metabee only likes doing those one-punch knockouts, the one-shot knockout right here really makes sense. Yeah. One-punch bot. Yeah. One-shot bot. Um, that's much better. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, somebody remarks that you can't teach an old uh, cyan dog new tricks um, and uh, Salty starts barking at cyan dog's metal and it turns out that we find out what the big problem is uh, cyan again, dog Salty saves the day yeah uh, cyan dog's got a monkey metal inside of him it's a and as we know uh, dogs are good at shooting and monkeys are good at wrestling and that's why cyan dog sucks shit at firing a gun so um it took until us actually talking about this episode for me to think about it critically, which uh, maybe not the best thing to say on a podcast, but it's true, therefore better. Um, I, I finally get why it's a monkey and a dog fighting, and then this monkey and the dog not working. That I finally get it. It's a very yeah. good bit. That that was it. There was no joke there. I'm I I was stupid, and now I'm less stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, Arika shows up and starts yelling that Samantha has challenged the ankle biters. Um, everybody runs off, and we are again terrified by toddlers. Um, Mr. Referee comes sliding down uh, a slide, and the battle starts. Uh, Truly Bear just Backs starts wrecking that house. Up. <laughs> he slides down ass up. Yeah, he does. He's 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 out here. Some... And then he does a somersault. So like clearly, it wasn't because he was awkward. He just goes, you know what? Ass first today. I'm going to work with it. This, this one's for me. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Truly Bear just starts using gravity laser beams to throw Pepper Cat around and eventually just, you know, pins her down to the ground uh, where, you know, uh, it is just kind of like a, um, uh, a, a, a she, uh, submission happens. Uh, it's it's over. And then uh, Truly Bear gives her a goodnight kiss where he fires a laser beam that's his face at at them and it's over uh referee starts rolling around all over the playground and you know calls it if, um, if you're watching we, one fight uh in metabots uh that's stupid but this is a good fight to watch at least <laughs> like the, the the charlie bear is so unlike anything else in metabots uh the fighting and it is it's phenomenal. it's okay to say better than anything else in metabots <laughs> Shirley Bear is the best, like, metabot we've seen. It is absolutely the top-tier metabot. <laughs> you gotta continue that for the rest of the series. Is you gotta get a ranking of all existing metabots. <laughs> It'd be very good. Um, the Ankle Biters start talking about how they are now officially the strongest gang in town, now that they've defeated the, uh, uh, the Screws. Um, which, yeah, sure. Um, Spike goes kind of sicko mode for a second, starts yelling at them, but then immediately hides behind Arika when anybody challenges them on that. Uh, Icky tells him he needs to stand up for himself, and then the chicken seller, everybody's favorite side character, shows, shows up and starts talking about dogs, how every dog has his day, a good dog is loyal, a good dog never backs down, uh, and how, um, you know, uh, Spike needs to stand up for himself and stand up for his master, who I guess is Samantha. Um, yeah, it was very weird um, in the <laughs> dub. In the sub, weird in a different way. So he goes... Uh, you know, I wish I was a dog. Weird way to start off a conversation with children. I goes, if you call them and pat their head, they're happy. Most of all, they won't forget their duty, which is a weird thing to say. And then the kids obviously ignore him because he's a chicken silly man talking about dogs. So then he just yeah. bursts in the middle of these kids and screams, dogs have it easy. I wish I was a dog too. And then he starts explaining um, just a 
bunch of garbage. And then he yeah, goes, uh, we get a whole second metaphor in here of how a cornered rat will attack a cat, even though a cat is much larger than it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, he the narrator, rats, cats, dogs, and monkeys, <laughs> the narrator pops up and goes, a cornered rat will bite a cat. This has no relation to dogs whatsoever. And then ducks back out again. I do. I will never understand the narrator in the show. <laughs> I am glad it's not in the dub because he basically shows up for one line every episode and it's always confusing. <laughs> he shows up for one line, dunks on somebody, and then just scrams. No, don't forget. Yeah. The, uh, the narrator did say all rich people are awful, which... He did. I mean, he did, yeah. Whether that's a broken clock being right or, um, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's actually a good person. I, you know, I'm... Narrator, welcome to the revolution. Yeah. Um, uh, Spike... Uh, after all of this, you know, does agree that he, he won't back down. He'll, he'll, he'll bite back, but, uh, refuses to, to put a different, uh, metal in cyan dog. Uh, it's, it's what he thinks makes him special and makes him his friend. Mm -hmm. So instead, uh, Icky, uh, convinces Metabi to let him give, uh, Spike and cyan dog a giant fucking crab arm to wrestle with. It's so good. Yeah. So good claws up it's crab time we get a huge ass crab claw on this dog <laughs> bigger than the the bot itself in yeah many ways. bigger than before um <laughs> spike uh finally challenges the ankle biters to a rematch uh slam dog goes in punching Churly bear uh it does a pretty good job until Churly bear rips uh whips out the uh the gravity beam, which sends Cyan Dog flying. We get like a solid 12 seconds of Cyan Dog spinning around a pull-up bar. It's very good. Um, un until he finally flies off and then lands headfirst on Churly Bear, which defeats Churly Bear. And yeah, uh, you know, Spike finally won. And uh, Samantha lets him back in. He won by getting apart from somebody else, learning how to use his Metabot, and still lost for the most part. Like that's that's so And good. he steals the party borrowed. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, uh they immediately, you know, they're uh, refuses to give the part back. They get scary eyes at him. Um uh they go for one last fight with Meta B, but uh I guess Cyanodog doesn't know distances and just infinitely punches right in front of Meta B's face who then uh punches him out with a single punch. And again, Samantha fires Spike from the screws for being a loser. And that's it. That's that's the episode, I guess. So uh, what I want to note here is, so Icky didn't win back the crab arm. He won the gravity manipulator. I think that's a better, I think that's a better. Sure. Game, oh, no, uh, of course. To be honest. But yeah. um, so in the last, well, in these two episodes, uh, he won a head that lets him shoot projections of himself around. And then he won a gravity manipulator for an arm. Like, if Metabee actually tried to change up his body, he'd be unstoppable. I mean, he's already kind but of unstoppable. then you can't sell Metabee toys. Well, you could sell meta. You could sell a Metabee, like, set and then additional things to equip to it. I don't think we ever change Metabee's head out, though. I think maybe, if we're lucky, we'll get, like... Maybe we'll get another pair of legs on him on an episode. Maybe we'll get an arm change out for, like, a special attack episode or something. But that head's staying on there, baby. Uh, you don't evolve Pikachu. You don't uh, change a Metabee. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's disappointing. <laughs> it, it, this just, just goes like to show Spike. Icky is too uh, immature to be a Metafighter. Wholly agree. You, you, can't, or... you can't love your machines. You have to work them to dust so you can make more money. That is this, the goal of any Meta Fighter. Uh, you know, 
or you know he's got he's gotten plenty of other parts but maybe maybe Icky is just a traditionalist he's one of those people who's like you know Halo 1 combat evolved pistol only kind of kind of people uh you know okay he, I don't put a case on my phone okay yeah. so uh Icky had straight up a dollar 89 when he bought Meta B just buy another tin pet you got enough for the frame you'd have to find another metal but like just have two metabots I mean, you can't get your metal out of Meta B anyway. Just to have him be your robot friend who beats people up sometimes. And just get Listen, a- Icky's out here. He only moves the queen during chess because it's the best piece. You gotta move a pawn first. Why bother with any of this? <laughs> That's how chess works. No, if you went with checkers, he only moves the circle piece. It's the best piece in checkers. I'd get that. You only have to move a pawn if you want to move your queen out before something else takes all your pawns. <laughs> You're just going, skip, you're just closing your arms, and the guy's going, oh, what is he doing? I've never seen him skip a move in chess before. <laughs> just go, pass. <laughs> you just keep slapping the clock, and he's, he's like, no, yeah. no, it's your turn. You just slap it harder every time. I'm going to use my time later. You go. <laughs> and that's how you meta battle. Yeah. And, uh, it's called then, a yeah. control deck. Then you, yeah, then you fire uh, uh, rockets that are actually homing missiles out of your head, and then you win the fight. It's fine. That's what bishops are. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Metabots is a very good show for children and <laughs> adults alike, I would say. I, I, I can sign off on that. I believe Metabots is actually a pretty good one. Well, it, yeah. To be fair, I try to get my. Uh, my four-year-old son to watch metabots and he said no thank you so okay well he has better taste than all three of us combined i mean that's probably very <laughs> no, true. thank you i'm reading china mieville <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's over here being like oh sorry i'm i'm catching up on you not die as uh um uh, short stories <laughs> uh can you pass me the post <laughs> Oh man! Oh, if you wanted me to to engage in some old literature, I have Dostoevsky right over here. <laughs> you know, you guys are making fun of him, but we watched a uh, a chemist on YouTube make um, ferrofluid from scratch today, and he was riveted. So, oh um, yeah, no, your your son's a genius and far more intelligent than any of us. <laughs> so I'm genuinely terrified. One of these days, he's going to pick up a book book, and I'm like, I can't follow where you're going, son. I, I I'm just <laughs> I, I have all these books here. And uh, I don't read. Start if I read, I might become a nerd, like, and then I, I will stop being you. a sexy. I can't. I can't do that to people. I, He's only gonna read Grant Morrison comics. Oh no! Please no! <laughs> please don't you're, do. You're please don't. Like, hey, do you want to watch Scooby Doo? And you're like, you have anything by Ken Burns? <laughs> we did. I think we did watch a, uh, a Ken Burnsian esque um, dinosaur documentary not long ago. He was super into. Does it have historical interviews with all the dinosaurs? <laughs> you know what? It had and like Tom Hanks does the voice. It, it had reenactors yeah. uh, reading the letters from the dinosaurs. Um, they okay, they did colorize good. some original footage of a Triceratops. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, see, there you go. but did, did they colorize them right? See, I think Triceratops are always blue, but that's because I grew up watching the correct TV shows. I mean, maybe the feathers are, but. Uh, dinosaurs Esper, aren't, thank you for coming on the show. Dinosaurs uh, aren't made of feathers, they're made of robot parts. Thank you. <laughs> I gotta get that in there, and we're back. As for where can people find you on the internet? Uh. <laughs> uh, I am not hard to find. My name is, my Twitter name at Twitter is, is at Esper Control, just like the Magic the Gathering deck. I am currently editing 
Insert Credit Podcast. And on November 2nd, 2020, of this, you know, soon, um, I am going to be putting out a zine called Our Broadcast Day with a bunch of material by a bunch of people, including maybe people on this podcast. We'll find out. It would be nice. <laughs> uh, a lot of really cool people. You should check that out. Go to ourbroadcastday.com. Yeah. Mitch, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, if people have to, uh, they can get me at BigBadBeetleBoy at Twitter.com. And uh, if you bug me enough on there, I'll give you links to... Uh, you know what? You don't want to talk to me anywhere else, but if you have to, uh, you know, we can find a way. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, you can find me on social media at P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. Um, I will still be in electoral hell, so my uh, Twitter account is still locked. Uh, feel free to send me a follow request. I am still trying to keep up with those. Uh, you can also find me on the other podcast that I co-host, Wow Cool Robot, where we are watching Zeta Gundam. We are in the thick of it. We're in the good shit. We're halfway through. Things are going down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, oh, you finally got up to wing? <laughs> Set. Not not quite yet. We haven't we haven't reached the perfect uh, political praxis of Gundam Wing, <laughs> where it's the '90s and history is over. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm I'm, uh, uh, I'm ready for Wow Cute Robot, where you guys do SD Gundam, and then I'm I'm like I'm uh, already listening, but I'm kind of zoning out most of the time. There's not enough char. But uh, next um, time around, next time around, <laughs> Wow Cute Robot, I'm down 100. percent Oh man, I'm trying to. I know. Um, uh, Wow Cool Robot schedule up for like the next year or two um and i i don't think that they they like the the whole thing is you know max wants to do um uh gundam zeta double zeta and then char's counterattack, and then is gonna break away from broadcast order after that and do whatever um i know he's got somebody on to do wing and ibo and a couple other things so it should be a good time going out of order um, so SD Gundam not hitting that anytime soon. Um, that's Patreon content. Uh, hey, that's uh, what it takes. Yeah, G- I'll give yeah, you six- GGP and uh, uh, fucking Mobile Suit Breakdown are not going to hit uh, SD Gundam for literal years at this point. Mm-hmm. But I do await it. It is. It's a good time. I love it. Uh, the only good Gundams. Yeah, they're small. They're small, just like Metabots. What about um, Metabots? They're yeah. good Gundams. Oh man! Imagine if Transformers, instead of being absolutely hi- humongously huge, were like three feet tall. That rule, right? I mean, that's Transformers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are some Transformers that are teensy. That's, boys. that's the MicroMasters. Yeah. There we go. There you go. The Micronauts are also. Oh, yeah. God, there's a lot of really tiny robot shows. Are Micronauts robots? No, sometimes. but they're like yeah. sometimes. <sighs> in I, some canons, I feel like in when Micronauts are robots, they're explicitly like mecha suits for even tinier people. Though mm-hmm. Transformers do did have a crossover with them, if I remember correctly. That is correct. Um, along can't with stop the X crossovers, yeah. Oof, oof, oof. No, thank you. So, uh, Colin, real quick, uh, did we come up with a bit to end the show yet? Uh, I uh, maybe. Hey, think about doing this. Man,